what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. You've got to let go of everything else that you're holding on to, everything else that you're depending on. That must be laid aside and grab a hold of the cross and that exclusively. And I'm talking about your faith. You cannot have your faith in your own self-effort and the cross too. It won't work. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. have your Bibles today, would you turn with me please to the gospel according to St. Luke. Luke chapter 9, we're going to pick it up in verse 23. Luke chapter 9, verse 23, and he said to them all, if any man will come after me, Let him deny himself and take up the cross daily and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, but whosoever shall lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. I want to use as a subject this morning the answer to the problem of self. Would you bow your heads please? Heavenly Father, I come before you today, Lord, I ask for your help. There are things that will be said here today, Lord, that if it's by myself, Lord, will probably be taken the wrong way. So, Lord, I ask for your help today to help me to rightly divide the word of truth and to say that, Lord, which needs to be said Lord, I pray today that you will take these words to the hearts of your people and anoint them to hear and to receive of your word. Take it to the ears of those, Lord, who will hear it, and that can make a difference for the upbuilding of your kingdom. I'll ask it all in the precious holy name of Jesus, and everyone said, Amen and Amen. All of us are a self. That's what we are. It is a combination of your abilities, your strengths, your talents, your education, so on and so forth. And those things within and of themselves, there's nothing wrong with that. However, we do need to keep in mind That due to the fall, self has been corrupted. We do not think and function as we should. The first time that the word self is used is in the third chapter of the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 3. 
Go ahead and flip over there if you will, because I'm going to look at something in just a minute. Prior to the fall of man, man was God conscious. Immediately after the fall, man sunk to the far lower levels of self-consciousness. Everything now revolves around self. My this, my that, my car, my suit of clothes, my hairdo. The list goes on and on with that. More money and time is spent on self today than anything else. But self is a problem that goes further than what we realize. Take a look, if you will, Genesis chapter 3, verse 7. This comes immediately after Adam and Eve partook of that forbidden fruit. The Bible says the eyes of them both were open. And they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. The moment they partook of that forbidden fruit, they saw a problem. Ever since the fall of man, there has been problems. Man sees and identifies a problem and then sets out to try to fix and to solve that problem. And man's efforts to try to fix this problem was a fig leaf. And all of man's efforts to try to solve his problems is but a fig leaf. How many of you have ever felt of a fig leaf? It's like rubbing sandpaper. And here they are taking fig leaves and trying to sew them together to cover themselves up. I imagine it didn't feel too good when they tried to put this on. And God comes along in the garden there walking, verse 8. In the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. Self. Self. Effort, works of the flesh that tries to fix a problem minus God. And that's where we're at today. Trying to fix a problem without God. And it is nothing but a fig leaf. And whenever we try to fix a problem, minus God, without asking for God's help, sin will surface in some way, shape, form, or fashion. The Bible says that they hid themselves from the Lord. 
sin will surface in some way. They tell us that self is categorized into two categories. First of all, you have what is known as a superiority complex. What in the world is that? That's when a person thinks more highly of themselves than what they ought to think. When they look down their nose at you, they think of themselves as being high and mighty. Oh, they don't even wear any deodorant because their armpits don't stink. You've got that end of the spectrum. Then you've got an inferiority complex. What in the world is that? That's when a person feels as if though they do not measure up to a certain standard. They feel like that they have a worse situation than anybody else. I've got the worst cold of anybody else. Inferiority complex. Both of these makes no difference whether you are superiority complex or inferiority complex. Both of them are used to measure your self-esteem. But the problem, whether it's inferiority or superiority, the problem is self. Whether you have a high esteem or a low esteem, self is still the problem because of the fall. Now, whenever we try to fix a problem, minus God, sin will surface. So God had to identify what sin was. And he gave to Moses the Ten Commandments. To identify what sin was. And the children of Israel said, oh, well, we can keep that. We can do that. That's not a problem, Moses. Bring it on. We can do it. No, you can't. From the time the law was given on Mount Sinai, no man or woman, boy or girl, has been able to keep the law of God. No one. Which shows us that our abilities, strengths, talents, all of that which makes up self is not capable of doing that which needs to be done. We're not able to do it within and of ourselves. But there was one who was And his name is Jesus Christ, born of the Virgin Mary. He did not have a sin nature because he was not born as a result of the natural process of procreation. He was born without that sin nature. He was able to keep the law of God perfectly. He never sinned one time in word, thought, or deed. Only Jesus Christ was able to do it. Now, let me deal with the Christian for just a minute. We look at those Ten Commandments after getting saved, and we think, oh, 
now that I'm saved, now that I'm spirit-filled, now that I've joined the church, now that I'm baptized, I can keep the commandments. And we set out to try to keep those commandments within and of ourselves, and guess what? We fail. And we fail miserably. And the moment we fail as a Christian, we ask the Lord to forgive us of it, but at the same time, when the offering plate comes by, we put a little extra in there to kind of make up for what we said or whatever it was that we did. We try to earn a little brownie point with God. Or maybe we look at the failure and we think, well, if I just read the Word of God a little bit more, then that'll help me to keep from doing this particular sin, whatever it may be. If I'll just go to church every time the church door is open, that's going to help me to keep from committing this particular sin. Maybe if I just push away from the buffet table just a little bit, that'll help. Honey, you can fast today, can pull you through a keyhole, and that's not going to do you any good. You can join whatever church you want to join. You can set up whatever plan you want to set up. There's only one answer for sin, and that's Jesus Christ. And it's only through and by what he did at Calvary. We all need God's help. When we try to set out and do things within our own selves, we make a mess of things. It's nothing but a fig leaf, and that's what God knows. And even in the life of a Christian, if you try to fix yourself, self-effort, works of the flesh, it's not going to work. You're going to fail every time. That's why we need the help. Of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I will give to you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. John 14, 6. Another comforter. The word comforter means one that is called alongside to help. I don't know about you, but I need some help. You didn't have to say amen that loud. (laughs) You need some help. We all need some help. And it is the Holy Spirit that has been called alongside to help us in our walk with the Lord. Now, there is only one way that the Holy Spirit can work within our hearts and lives. One way. Romans 8 and 2. For the law of the Spirit of life is in Christ Jesus. As you put your faith in Jesus Christ and what He did at Calvary, it opens the door for the Holy Spirit to move and work within your life and to help you to be what you ought to be in God. 
As long as you maintain your faith in the finished work of Christ, the cross of Christ, the Holy Spirit will continue to move and work within your life to make you what you ought to be. The problem is, we allow our faith to shift from the cross of Christ to other things. Our faith shifts to our own self-efforts. Like I said, my Bible reading, my church attendance, my putting a little extra in the offering plate. I can go on and on and on with that. Your faith can shift from the cross to something else and it's so subtle you don't even realize you're doing it until it's too late. Our faith must ever be in the finished work of Jesus Christ. And that's it. Nothing else. Let me deal with something here on a corporate level. The denomination right now has a big problem. The problem is that since 1964, the denomination, the numbers have not grown any. If anything, there has been a decrease in numbers in this denomination since 1964. And this has gotten the attention of those in leadership. Is it a problem? Yes. It's definitely a problem. It's a problem that needs to be addressed. But now here is what is being done to address the problem. They have set up what is known as a strategic planning task force. A group of people who will look at the situation and gather certain information. They will gather that information from pastors. They will gather that information from teachers deacons from all the churches across this denomination, they will gather information from the laity, the pew, every single one of us, all of those who wish to participate in this strategic planning process, you can participate in it. Give us your ideas. Give us your thoughts. We need to Determine what our strengths are. We need to determine what our weaknesses are. And these things need to be addressed. Give us your ideas. The problem is, if you're not careful, we're going to lean upon self-effort. To try to solve the problem. And it won't work. We're leaning 
upon the carnal mind of man. And to be carnally minded, the Bible says, is equal to death. And if we're not careful, we're going to make a big mistake. Jesus said in Luke 9, 23, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Take up the cross daily and follow me. That, my friend, is to be spiritually minded, which equals out to be life and peace. If you want life, follow Jesus Christ. I said, if you want life, follow Jesus Christ. That pertains to you as an individual. That pertains to all of us corporately. If we want the church to live, if we want the denomination to live, we must follow Jesus Christ. And the only way Jesus said, if you're going to come after me, you have to deny yourself. We have to deny our strengths. We have to deny our own abilities. We have to deny our education. We have to lay all of that aside. Because it is corrupted because of the fall. And lean exclusively upon the cross. Jesus said, deny yourself and take up the cross. The cross is a heavy thing. The cross will require both hands. You cannot take up the cross with one hand and hold on to self-efforts with the other. You can't do it. You've got to let go of everything else that you're holding on to, everything else that you're depending on. That must be laid aside and grab a hold of the cross and that exclusively. And I'm talking about your faith. You cannot have your faith in your own self-effort and the cross too. It won't work. It must be the cross and that's it. Nothing else. And once you take up the cross, the moment you put your faith in the finished work of Christ and that alone, then the Holy Spirit can move and work and bring life back into you. The Holy Spirit can bring life back into the church. The Holy Spirit can bring life back into the denomination. The Holy Spirit is our answer and the only answer. The one that is called alongside to help. But the only way he will work is through and by the finished work of Christ and our faith in that finished work. And Jesus said, take up the cross daily. It's not just a one-time thing where you come up to the altar and kneel down and, Lord, forgive me of my sins. I accept you as Savior. It is a daily thing. Where you renew your faith in the finished work of Christ on a daily basis. Lord, I can't live right. Lord, I can't do right. I just ain't right. I don't think right. I don't walk right. Nothing about me, oh God, is right. But with your help, through and by what you did at Calvary, the Holy Spirit can help me live right. The Holy Spirit can help me talk right. The Holy Spirit can help my attitude out. Lord, I've got to have you. 
Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you more than anything. I need your help. And this morning, I beg of you leaders that may be listening to me by radio to fall on your knees before the feet of the world's Redeemer and ask for His help as it pertains to this problem that we're facing in this denomination right now. The answer is the cross. Now, in all of this, we want to resolve the problem, but we want the denomination to grow. Again, the answer is the cross. Jesus said, If I be lifted up from the earth, then I will draw all men unto me. He is the only answer to the problems of mankind. And the Bible says in Acts 2, 47, that the Lord added daily to the church such as should be saved. That's your church growth program right there. That is your denomination growth program right there. Lift up Jesus Christ Trust and faith in Him totally, absolutely, and completely. And then trust God to grow the church as He sees fit. If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.